This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Face. Roll up your sleeves and cheer up. Put on a happy face. Live from Studio C. He's in your A dimly lit room deep within the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, kick off a brand new week. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. The vaccine. Come get jabbed. If you're critical or rich or famous, come get yourself. Unless you don't want it, then don't. Has anybody gotten jabbed yet? Are they still driving to places or surely sorting through boxes or they're cranking it out in Michigan, right? Detroit area? Surely they've gotten to Chicago by now, or at least Evansville, Indiana. Remember Jimmy Kimmel said last week I'd take a shot in the eye right now if I could go out to eat. I'm not a go out to eat guy, but I'd take a shot in the eye right now if my family could get together for Christmas. I don't think putting it in your eye does any good. I'm not sure that would help. Doesn't make it more effective? Oh, yeah, but I hear you about everybody getting together for Christmas. Yeah, come on. I haven't seen my mom, who frankly is not going to be around in 10 years, okay? She's just not. Uh, I haven't seen her in forever. My dad's super paranoid. She gets the vid, she's gone. So it's been a, uh, they've bubbled, bubbled themselves off. Super bubble. Hmm. Which is, it's sad. It's a shame. It really is. We talk, we FaceTime. It's great. It really is. But anyway, so the, 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 the upswing should be starting today. The slow ramp up to get back to normal should start today, right? Agreed. Bye. Start, start jabbing people. Awesome. Uh, I understand they're just going to send armies of volunteers out on the streets oh, with yeah. needles. Oh, yeah. Armed with needles. And you, yeah. you'll be walking along or you'll be rubbing your chin, thinking about your next appointment. Oh, jeez, what was that? And they they'll get, say, gotcha. They, they got a lot of people on the team that are just fast. I mean, they're just faster than you. So you can right. take on a sprint and they can catch you. Then they got the <laughs> stealthy kind that, like, hide behind a planter and they just leap out and jab you in the arm. Exactly. It's like something out of the Blade Runner. So there's two different kinds of people. Right. From what I understand. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And then the super powerful will hold you down. I'm kind of interested in what it turns out uh, the numbers are going to be for people who who get it. Since, since one, polls have, you know, the best poll we've got that you can, like, test. We, we, we've been quoting polls forever in, uh, in, in our job. And, and, and lots of people do. Policies are made on polls. Sure. But the only poll that we have that you can, like, really check is the presidential election. And twice in a row now, that one has been way wrong way wrong and they spend a lot of money on it so how how accurate are these polls of people saying that they're not going to get it well and how fluid are they how entrenched are those attitudes that's been my question that's, all along that's that the, could, that's vastly that's the other thing because uh we were talking last week about the polls that show how many people don't believe joe biden actually legitimately won are those polls accurate or is everybody performative now when they answer a pollster oh boy i think there's a vast a group of people that are performative. You Meaning, answer the poll in a way that you want it to send a message. Right. You're playing your role. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting theory. Oh, boy. Ah, too much performative. If I had to guess, if I had to bet money, I don't know if you could bet one. Maybe you know, somebody's taking odds on that. I'll bet the percentage of people that get the vaccine is way higher 
than those uh, polls show. Uh, yeah, I, I would guess that's true. I mean, when your friends and or family members tell you, yeah, I got it, it's no big deal, it's fine, uh, a lot of people's objections will drop. Then you roll in the part where uh, you find out your insurance doesn't cover you if you get sick, and uh, you'll think, yeah, maybe I'll get over my uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, I did see, I can't remember if I grabbed it or not, an article that said, uh, it might have been the Wall Street Journal, but... Um, uh, many companies can issue a mandate that you get the vaccine, but few will. That's the thinking in corporate America right now. Uh, they realize that would create a lot of ill will, I suppose. There's a difference between a mandate you get the vaccine and a carve-out, isn't there? That You well, don't have to get the vaccine. Right. You're not covered if you if you don't get it, though, if you get sick. Right, exactly. You're on your own if you happen to get the disease. Yeah, I yeah. think that'll happen. Which is a heck of a deal. All over the place. Yeah. Um, well, and, and or a company can say, sick time is limited. If you don't get the shot and you get the vid, maybe your job's not there when you get back. Although, a lot of people out that of work. varies completely state to state. Sure. Anyway, let's introduce uh, everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. Oh, by, and, and we figured out, like, the, we're, for instance, probably not going to get it till. May, June. I think we're third tierers. That's a long way away. I mean, arguably, arguably uh, essential workers. Yeah, we're yeah. a long way away from getting it, though. Yeah. Getting the vaccine. Uh, how are you this morning, Michelangelo? I'm feeling kind of foolish, actually. Uh, yesterday, I uh, watched Recipe for Seduction, the KFC movie. You did? <laughs> I did. The fifteen. It turns out it was 15 minutes long. It's a 15-minute movie? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a so, second. The trailer was two minutes. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> hmm. Wow. <laughs> so it was thorough. Well, I just felt duped. I mean, I had my house. With commercials, it was 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, it I mean, was a was, commercial. There was no oh, commercial. Yeah. Come on now. Okay. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Yeah, but they fooled me, and so I had my house decorated, and I invited, you know, different people over. Even though you weren't supposed to gather, I still got 50 people in the house. You exactly. party, huh? And I felt stupid when it was 15 minutes long. You, you got know? a big bowl of popcorn, and got the fire right. going, and a big blanket. Exactly. You're settled in for a good long movie. Buckets of chicken. Yeah. So, it, 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 did it end up being a full-on commercial, like introducing a new product, or how does what's the climax? It was an actual movie, but throughout, it was all about Colonel Sanders and the, you know, Seven spices. And, Does it uh, seem like they're poking fun? Yes. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's disappointing. <laughs> I now I gotta watch it, it, the thing. It was fun. It was fun. I thought it was kind of fun. You know, that was, it was it, over the top, which I, mean, I like. It's clearly a commercial. Yeah. But at least give them points for cleverness and ambition. Yeah. I mean, they got everybody to talk about it, and they, you know, it was an over the top movie. Got people to tune in and say, "Hey, it was good. Good campaign by KFC." So, is know? the clip we've been playing is that the uh, the big moment? Yeah. Secrets out, Chicken Man. Yeah, that's when he finds the, the the list of the spices, and he looks at him and goes, "Secrets out, Chicken Man." <laughs> did, the, did the Chicken Man's secret get out in in the fifteen or did minutes? He stab him with his chicken cleaver. No, it, it, it never never did get out. That surprised oh, me about goodness. that. Does Mario uh, Lopez, aka Harlan Sanders, bed anybody? <laughs> no, but he does have a love interest, and they end up together. So okay. nice, oh, okay. Okay. nice, okay. yeah, fantastic. Secrets out, chicken man. Secrets out, chicken man. Rolls are in flour. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, initially, I was just going to talk about how I had a great uh, weekend of being inside with the windows open while it was raining outside. I know weather may vary where you listen, but that is one of my favorite feelings of all time. But uh, you got me interested thinking about polls again. Have any of you, even anecdotally in your life, Ever known somebody who's answered a poll of any sort? 
And then we get short, we short get this text all the time. Have you ever been polled? I've never been polled. Who are these polls? I know that that makes a lot of people skeptical about them. I yeah, think I they, have. they are inherently flawed by the people who agree to take these things. Yeah. yeah, I actually know people in the polling industry who could explain it to you. But yeah, there's a huge problem right now figuring out how to reach people and how it's become clear that each way of reading people reaching people contains its own biases. Mm-hmm. Those you Which can polls? reach online. All of them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Via cell phone, via <laughs> landline, uh, via mail or whatever. I don't know what group I represent, but you can't get a hold of me. I'm not going to stop and answer something on the street or in the mall. No, they. Uh, to, I'm not going to answer my phone to a call I don't know. To get you, you would have to get a message and say, well, that sounds interesting. I'll do it and that call never, them back. Never happened. I did it just for the experience. I've been polled multiple times, and my opinion has shaped the nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might have, actually, since like six people answer, right. and then they have to extrapolate it for the rest of the country. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it already get to be Monday, December 14th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. Yeah, we're doing this vaccine World War II style. We made England go in first. (laughs) See what's what, and then we swoop in at the end and steal the spotlights. Yeah, I keep seeing the vaccine is rolling out. The trucks are driving to locations, but is anybody getting jabbed? We need the jabbing to begin. Okay. Dr. Jack calling for jabbing. Stat! Um, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Informative. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm thinking we're going to start a a Freedom, Love, and Quote of the Day series from Ronald Reagan. Got some outstanding stuff. Seems like a good thing. The great man. This is the last week of radio of the year, right? Of live radio. Oh, gosh, that's right. Yeah. So we got to be on our toes. Is that right? That's right. Trying to suck. We have a lot of uh, end of the year lists. Uh, Friday, we've got the Clips of the Year show, which is freaking fantastic every single year. Oh, can't wait. I'm telling you, that is great. How's it coming along, Sean? How are you feeling about it? Uh, You want my uh, early odds of what the month of the year was? Yeah. June. June. (laughs) June Right in the middle. June was dominant. Right in the middle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you've never heard the Clips of the Year show, it is so entertaining. Uh, All of our Clips of the Week packages, but the the news stories that happened, you know, seven, eight months ago, you're like... What? That feels like 15 years. That was this year? The amusing, the troubling, the historic. It'll all be there for you Friday. That'll be good stuff. Do not miss it. On the way, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a worldwide outage of Gmail this morning. I was called in sick. That they they fixed. But uh, for about an hour and a half, there was no access to your Gmail, which, man, there had to be a bunch of companies around the world that were like, wait, how are we going to operate today? I tell you what, that would have severely impacted my dealio since I, you know, assemble everything online in folders through Gmail. I hate to be dancing to Google's tune as much as I hate them. But their stuff works usually pretty good. I can't help it. And there was a major hack over the weekend of uh, government facilities and practically every Fortune 500 company. We'll have to talk about that later. Hackers. Hackers. <laughs> Mailbag. There's your freedom loving quote of the day from none other than Ronald Reagan, two-term president of the United States. 
governor of Cal Unicornia before uh, Cal Unicornia lost its mind. We've been blessed with the opportunity to stand for something, for liberty and freedom and fairness. And these are things worth fighting for, worth devoting our lives to. He said that in 1985, 35 years ago. It's more true than ever. The Bee Gees ruled the charts. Exactly. 1985? I don't think that's true. Um, (laughs) I always say the Bee Gees. Babe Ruth was the home run king. That's right. Herbert Hoover strode the halls of the White House. Uh, yeah, that's it's a, a, a well a, even more worth fighting for. And since there's a lot less liberty than there used to be, I'd say fight good and hard. Get involved. Got, got this passed I think, along. I think we're going to have audio of the first inoculation in the United States coming up at the bottom of the hour. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's so. exciting. I know what I would do if I was the first to get the shot. All the cameras there and everything like that. They stick the needle. Now, in my England arm. had uh, had Bill Shakespeare get get number two. Do we have we dusted off any like uh, Ted Williams, Ernie or... Hemingway? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would start yelling. It it burns. It burns. Oh, I can't see. I can't see. That's what I would do. Now, here's radio host Jack Armstrong, first to get the inoculation. It burns. I, I can't see. Oh, everything's dark! Oh, God, I've soiled myself! (laughs) Oh, that'd be funny. Just hilarious. Make yourself a household name quite quickly. (laughs) uh, Quick note to our veterans. Alert listener Fran passed this along. The VA and and all your relevant agencies are want to let you know there's a big scam going on right now. Uh, they, these scammers will call you and they make your caller ID read, uh, Department of Veterans Affairs, etc. Then they'll ask you to confirm all sorts of personal information. The VA will never call you to ask you for your personal information. They have it. If you're concerned, you call them. I about fell for one uh, the other day. It happens when I'm like tired or in a hurry or whatever. Yeah. I get an email and, uh, your package has arrived, but we don't have some, oh, dang it. Right. I think, wait a second, I don't have a package. Especially coming. this time of year. I almost clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, there's been a problem with your account, a uh, hacking problem, et cetera. You've, your information's been exposed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, be super careful. Don't uh, don't click on the emails ever. Go to the website directly. Just don't read emails. Just ignore them. That's what I do. <laughs> and never answer your phone. Yeah, there let you the number get as big as it can. Happy it's Monday. like a game. Happy Monday, man, writes old man Fred. The state-controlled media can s- not stop ballahooing the vaccine. We're, we're, we're ballyhooing a little bit ourselves, old man friend, but Congress will, of course, receive shots, as most members are elderly. The rest of the population will just have to wait. However, the beautiful people will manage to be vaccinated, given their value to us little people. I'm sure plenty of white cash-filled envelopes in the style of The Sopranos will be passed to pharmacies. The best protection is cash. I, I, you know, I've been on this a lot. You say you just expect it so it doesn't bother you, but I think it'd be pretty fascinating to people. The number of connected humans that are going to get the shot earlier than they otherwise would have yeah you I mean if you're if you're the sort of person that the governor comes to your birthday party for instance um those people are going to get the dang vaccine there's no mm. way they're waiting in line like the rest of us of course not and and the sports leagues they've had hot and cold running testing you can you can wander down a hallway and get tested three times uh you know judy and i on vacation we were trying to get a test and we found one and then the guy said well we're running about five days to get results so Oh, my wife, Depends went, where you are, my wife went through it last week. Uh, both our kids had fevers, and she was a little worried. She wasn't feeling so good, and then she just kept getting passed off to passed off to uh, try your health care provider, and you need to contact your county something. I mean, just it was nobody was that interested that wow. we had a house full of fevers. Wow. Hmm. 
I got this note. You know what? I forgot to print the name, and I apologize for that. The format of the email laid out weird, but uh, this person writes, Being a 17-year-old, I haven't witnessed much quality journalism, but I recently watched All the President's Men. It was cool to see what journalism is supposed to be. You know, that's a pretty good movie. It's obviously dramatized, but it, as I recall, it's been ages since I've seen it, but it really is the whole got to nail down a source and then a second source, check the... the you know, verify the the truthfulness of the information. Thorough, aggressive journalism. Oh, if you've ever read the book, they hold back on all kinds of information until they can nail it down. And then the best part that the uh, the, the guy who was running the place, Bradley, mm-hmm. um, uh, the day Nixon resigned, came out and said, "I don't want to hear any cheering or anything like that. This is a sad day. This is not a happy day." You think they had that mood in the Washington Post now or the New York Times when Trump lost? Ho ho ho! <laughs> yeah, indeed. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, RJ points out tens of thousands of people cross the border at Tijuana into the San Diego region every morning. A lot of them to work in hospitals, warehouses, etc. They come from a place where there are no lockdowns, none. Maybe 50,000 people a day. And that doesn't include the Ote Mesa crossing. He goes on all coming into San Diego. Shut the border, Gavin. Hmm. Shutting down restaurants and workplaces. The rest shut down the border. Or is that racist? Well, that's interesting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Is a director in critical care. She has seen a lot. And uh, uh, she is very, very happy to be here to receive uh, the vaccine, and Dr. Chester is a director of our employee health services. So with that, Dr. Chester will turn it over to you. Thank you. Of course, they're showing us the model and everything. This is exciting. About to stick it in her arm, first person in America. Oh boy, they got the needle ready to go. I'm going to swap her arm next, I know it. Why is he getting a running start? There's the swap her. Yeah, she's backed up like 20 feet and is now throwing the needle. There it goes in the arm. Oh, I'm not looking. I'm watching. I'm not watching. Yeah, right in the arm. Oh! Some of the cameras go off. Why don't you have a digital camera? That's important. And everybody claps. There you go. That's, hey, shouldn't there they be gave him a big fat shot in the ass and rolled out the arm, sir. Yeah. Do you uh, believe that's the first one in America right there? Shouldn't there be a brass band and uh, and, and uh, bust a bottle of champagne over her head or something? I don't know. It's, it's, it's underwhelming. Again, there was an opportunity there to become a household name. If you started screaming, ow, <laughs> oh, the pain, the pain, I can't see anything, and then fall out of the chair. You're on Kimmel tonight. <laughs> oh, you get yeah. a reality show. <laughs> a book. A book deal. Yes. Everybody knows your name. Yes. Woman's a fool. Actually. Sincere uh, health care provider. <laughs> An ICU nurse who's been busting her ass with just insane hours since this oh. whole thing began. Getting the first shot there in New York, which they believe is the first shot in America. And they're starting to roll out all over the country today. Yeah, it really made an impression on me because I could relate to it. I don't know about you, can too. When I was reading about that ER doctor who was working his 142 uh, straight day. 142nd straight day. Man. Yeah, that would wear your hiney out. Ooh, and seen a lot of death, probably. Yeah, She is the first to get it, other than, I would point out, the tens of thousands of Americans who volunteered for the clinical trial. And the tens of thousands connected. I guarantee you there were connected people getting these uh, already. You think Danny Pfizer's already got uh, both doses? Danny Pfizer? Yeah, head of the Pfizer Corporation. Again, sure. if, if the yeah. governor shows up to your birthday party... 
you already got the shot. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've followed that throughout the day, and that's going to be a, a feel-good story. And, uh, you know. Uh. Speaking of governors and birthday parties and that sort of thing, the uh, the recall Gavin Newsom movement that you've been poo-pooing, the AP's writing about it this morning, that they have half the signatures they need, and they've been given an extension till the end of March, and uh, the uh, momentum is building. Yeah, we talked to, to a, we talked to a legal expert the day you were gone who said it just the the timing doesn't work right for it. It makes much more sense to put your eggs in the basket of uh, to replace when the election comes. Yeah, around. I hear that. I absolutely anyway. hear that. Uh, although the speculation is now uh, moved on that infamous party at the French Laundry Restaurant in Napa, whether they indeed offered uh, ordered the something or other in truffles option. Which raises it up to $1,200 a head. Oh, really? Yeah. Exciting. $1,200 a person dinner. Um, difference. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> different topic. Last week we mentioned that this um, uh, s- uh, software security company FireEye got hacked. And uh, they believed it was Russians. And Russians got into their uh, company and stole all of their... Uh, material that stops hacking. In mm-hmm. other words, they got the tools that stop hackers from being able to hack. Stole a bag of tricks, saw their defensive scheme book. So I don't remember when that actually happened. The story came out last week, and we talked about it on the air. Well, they, they provided the security fire eye. They must have been pretty good to a lot of big U.S. agencies like the Treasury and Commerce Department and also 425 of the Fortune 500 companies. Holy cow! That would be... You know, practically all of the Fortune 500 companies, and they all got hacked over the weekend. I heard, I vaguely heard the name FireEye. Hey, I had no idea they were a monster in the industry. Wow, yeah. that's terrible. Well, they must have been the best. If 425 Fortune 500 companies were using oh, and, yeah. the, and the Treasury oh, Department, yeah. Commerce Department, they must have been the best out there. And they got they got hacked and all of their tools stolen by the Russians. Mm. Wow, that is something. The Pentagon, State Department, NASA, NSA, Postal Service, Department of Justice, Office of the President of the United States, all hacked. That's all of the big agencies. Mm. Isn't that amazing? That's everything but the only thing I don't see there is Department of Defense. But State Department? Holy crap. We don't know how deep they got. No, we don't. But, uh, boy, that's that's brutal. Yeah. My daughter is taking coding classes at college. She's uh, working on her final, actually, from home and was struggling with the uh, the assignment and asked me to read the directions to make sure she was reading them correctly and that sort of thing. And and I did my best, but, I mean, she might as well be going to Hogwarts, you know, and I'm a muggle, and I'm trying to help her with spells because I just, it's, please, please. You ask the dog. Ask Baxter, here, boy, here. Delaney well, has a question. That's interesting. Your, your, your kid says, you know, I got a, a final in philosophy. Whatever. Something that's existed forever. Okay, yeah. I can take a look at that, or maybe I took it myself or whatever. Right. I Coding. I don't, even, clarify I don't something. even really know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it involves typing on a keyboard, from what uh, I can uh, gather. Uh, oh, speaking of hacking, points on our side. There's a, been a major leak... Um, lifting the lid, well, it it exposed the details of nearly 2 million Chinese Communist Party members, exposing members who are now working all over the world. It's said to have lifted the lid on how the party operates under Xi Jinping. Um, It uh, has the details of the CCP members, including their names, party position, birthday, national ID number, ethnicity. Does it expose any more of those Prosta spies? Uh, it doesn't say that specifically, but it says what's amazing about this database is that 
not just exposes people who are members of the Communist Party who are now living and working all over the world, from Australia to the U.S. to the U.K., but it's amazing because it lifts the lid on how the party operates under President and Chairman Xi Jinping. Uh, this security expert said the leak demonstrates party branches are embedded in some of the world's biggest companies and even inside government agencies. Communist Party branches have been set up inside Western companies, allowing the infiltration of those companies by CCP members, who, if called on, are answerable directly to the Communist Party, to the chairman, to the president himself. Uh, let's see. It identified almost 2 million Communist Party members, mostly from Shanghai. Uh, also, the details of 79,000 Communist Party branches, many of them inside companies and, as I said, government. Uh, we can uh, look into this in a little more depth later on, but, yeah, they are everywhere and we just received a note from a longtime Armstrong and Getty listener who is based in China, who uh, his main message was, wake up, Western world, wake up, wake up. So we'll, we'll dive into that as well. On unimportant news, the Cleveland Indians are going to drop their team name after years of protests from baseball fans and Native American groups. Now, I knew the whole whatever that Indian thing was on the hat. Chief Wahoo? was uh, on the table. I didn't know changing their name. They're not going to be the Cleveland Indians anymore? I think Chief Wahoo is long gone. But, yeah, they're they're not going to be the Indians. Having an Why? ethnicity as your nickname, I, I just it seems odd to me. Okay. Have a bear or some sort of cat or, I don't know, sea creature. Just the ethnicity thing is weird. i got to admit, it's I weird. Thought, I thought, no, I don't know on this one specifically, but I know on others... That when they actually did polling, Native American groups liked the reference to the Seminoles or, you know, whatever. I could see the Braves, you know, my alma mater, the Fighting Illini. Uh, I, that, that I could almost see, although it still strikes me as odd. But just the Indians is, uh, no, they're not. It's uh, mostly Dominicans. <laughs> few white guys, there's one black guy in the outfield. None of these people are Indians. What are they going to be called? Of course, they're not bears either. I mean, <laughs> number one, that would be terrifying. Secondly, how the hell are you going to teach them to turn a double play? Huh? Have they come up with a name? Or are they going to be like the Washington Redskins, where you're just kind of the football team or the baseball team until... Uh, the Washington football team, which defeated the San Francisco football team in one of the more boring games I've ever seen in my life yesterday. Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that question. Okay. Cleveland. Let's see. Cleveland. Cleveland. I am a Midwesterner, so I'm not going to take some sort of gratuitous, I'm a cool coastal person shot. The Cleveland the Steamers. That's a great oh, name. Gosh. No, oh, gosh. That's a merch. great name. Yeah. Uh, no, the merch would be, can, I'll buy a shirt today. Can I have a word with you off the air? I'll buy a shirt today. Oh, How about the Grovers? The, the Grover <laughs> Clevelands? <laughs> the Cleveland Grovers. I don't think you're taking this seriously. Something rock and rolly. Oh, maybe? I'll bet yeah, they do the, that. The I'll bet rock they do and roll that. tourist trap hall of fame. Um, I bet they do that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, the lake, the Lakers. Has that been taken? <laughs> <With> the, uh, <laughs> the Cleveland Jazz. No? no, I heard that Cleveland Rocks was one of the suggestions already. That's pretty cool. The Cleveland Rocks. Drew Carey is uh, always throwing out the Cleveland first pitch Rocks, every game. Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> At least got to get Tommy John surgery. <laughs> oh, speaking of Indians. Coming up, Kamala Harris, congratulations on being the second vice president of color, as if I give a damn about any of that stuff anyway. She's the second, not the first. Come on now. Yeah. Spiro Agno had a little something in him, or what? (laughs) What are you going to tell us? I'll tell you later. 
Um, you got to stay tuned. European countries that are shutting down like crazy over the coronavirus. Probably ought to talk about since, uh, for some reason, some in the media really like to bag on the United States and how awful we have it. Well, they have it pretty bad in Europe also. The Germans are taking it right in the schnitzel, from what I understand, which is, uh, <laughs> and they were getting praised for their harsh crackdowns and the rest of it. How do we feel about calling people who have a PhD in something other in medicine doctor? That became a big story over the weekend in the yeah. intelligentsia circles. Yeah, I know. I know. Tempest in a teapot. I don't know. There's some interesting stuff there. I think you'll you'll find enjoyable. If you've got anybody who uh, who get who gets called doctor on a regular basis, right. from now I on you smirk mind. when I, you say it. I have an open mind. Okay, uh, all that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time. They are. This is actually mental. There's a dentist that was dealing drugs that lives across the road from us, and they're arresting him now. I've been going to him for five or six years. Did you Did you know he was a dentist? <laughs> ah, that's, that's your classic TikTok-y setup punchline. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have no idea if that story is real or not. I don't know. That's a great joke. Right. The other big one that's going around, there are various uh, variations of it, was, oh, man, I'm glad you're here. There's just this weirdo who's bothering me. He said if I uh, show him my breast, he'd uh, go away. He went that way. <laughs> yeah. right. I go. Wait a minute. There was a, a long, complicated article in the New York Times that I read because I'm interested in humor and all that sort of stuff. But it was a comedian. She'd been on the Tonight Show, so she's already relatively successful. But she had a particular joke she'd done on the Tonight Show. Then she'd done it somewhere else. But she did it on TikTok and became way more famous and had more impact. You know, of of that one joke yes. on TikTok, TikTok, not TikTok. That's a delicious breath mint. Oh yeah, very small. Uh, her one joke on TikTok did way more for her career than the being on the Tonight Show. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that either. Yeah, it's it's so new, uh, new era for that sort of thing. As a guy who's over fifty, the joke did not please me that much, but. Uh, She's younger, and she said, I started, uh, I won't get this worded perfectly well. It's funnier when she words it perfectly well. But she said, uh, she's younger, and she said, I started dating an older, older guy. He's 50 years old. And uh, the other, I guess things are going pretty well. The other day he said, please move in with me. And, and I said to him, please live. <laughs> I thought, wow, at 50, you're wow. in the, and the crowd laughs. At 50, you're in the, you might not make it. Wow. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> I'll try. <laughs> I, I find that painful. Yeah. Um, they started jabbing people in the arms. It's already happened today across America, and we'll have more on that coming up later. Kamala Harris is the second vice president of color, Jack. Alert listener uh, Joe sent this along. Uh, Herbert Hoover's vice president, Charles Curtis, uh, was uh, almost certainly three-fifths Native American. Okay. So he gets to check of color and Native people. He'd like to say I'm three-eighths Caw Indian and 100% American. And that the Indian heritage was important to him as a Kansas politician, too. It was not like unknown or he kept it quiet or anything. He was, he was very proud of it. Uh, so, sorry, Kamala, you're second. As if anybody should care about that sort of thing. So, the only argument I can make is the uh, there is probably some percentage of... Uh, Americans of various ethnicities 
who've not seen their ethnicity in office and doesn't think that it's possible. It's absolutely possible. We've had a black president, for goodness sakes. So I suppose it might mean something to somebody like that, but please, are you good at your job or not? It's the only question. So I don't know why this became a, well, I know why it became. I just happened to stumble upon this opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal over the weekend written by a guy I didn't know. But uh, he was writing, he was angry that Joe Biden's wife is referred to as Dr. Jill Biden all the time. Yes. And and I thought, okay, this is like working really hard to score points for your side or whatever. But I actually found the piece pretty interesting, not about Jill Biden in general, but just about the whole craze of calling people doctor uh, who have a Ph.D. in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his point is really that among most people in academics, it's kind of looked down upon to go around calling yourself doctor if you if you don't have a medical degree. Hmm. He claims. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either and that's not my experience from being in college, but it may have changed no. which is his point. He said to get a PhD you used to have to and he listed all these things you have you used to have to do and how grueling it was and how difficult it was and how few people actually were able to actually pull it off. And hmm. now like all of college and he includes some stats in there they just, great inflation just all the way around. Way more people get straight A's in high school. Way more people get good grades in college. They're learning less. There are less hurdles, you know, and, and, and hoops to jump through to get various things done. And it's the same with being a PhD. How much easier it is to get a PhD now than it used to be. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It either. makes perfect sense. You used to have to learn, like, several foreign languages and defend your uh, dissertation in front of a panel of people and often failed. It was very rigorous. And now it's just kind of a laughable uh, it just you go through the motions, and if you want to do it, you do it, and whatever you write about is fine. Nobody really cares. It's just your third undergrad degree, and, the, and yeah, exactly, and the learning yeah. foreign language that, and all that different stuff's out the window. Yeah, and I, I just thought that was interesting. Being a PhD is today is not what it used to be, and he said the idea that you call them doctor, is, and then the honorary doctorates that that universities hand out That's to celebrities, what I want, and I will call myself doctor. How rare that used to be, and it used to be a big deal. And then he was talking about the. Thousands of those in mm. individual universities that they've given out now. If you just if you've donated money of any kind, you're going to get an honorary uh, <sighs> honorary doctorate. That's what I got to do. Buy mm-hmm. it. So I or don't go to an online uh, Caribbean uh, medical school. Or I don't. Something. I don't care that much. This is not a hill I'm going to die on in terms of a uh, an issue that bothers me. But yeah, let's not throw around the whole doctor this doctor that quite so uh, so so freely. Yeah, I don't think I have an opinion on this topic. But I know the blast against the Wall Street Journal editorial was that it was sexist. That it demeaned her as a woman, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, if she was anything other than apparently a Germanic white woman, I'm sure racist would be thrown in there well, as well. I, yeah, I have no interest in making it about her, but um, uh, the idea that it's that the PhD is like you just said is just it's another degree now. So it's another it's it's, it's sticking around university even longer before you go out into the real world. You get your undergraduate degree if you keep taking classes. You get a master's degree if you keep taking classes. After that, you get a PhD. If you keep spending money here, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, as you know, I hit the end of undergrad and I couldn't stand another minute in the classroom. I had to get out, get in the game. Get my hands dirty. The game. The game. The game of life. Sitting there in hard shoes with a cheap tie at a desk. <laughs> it was it was glorious. You remember? Well, at least I was making money. Remember Jimmy Lay or Lie? I didn't remember how to pronounce yeah. it when we were talking about it last time. I believe it's Lie, but 
73-year-old super successful businessman who really put all of his fortune on the line by marching with the protesters in Hong Kong. Well, he got arrested a while back. They now think he's going to do life in prison. China is going to keep him in jail for life. And he sig- will die in prison. Significantly, he's a businessman. He's a publisher. He's a free speech guy. And uh, there's the no, no, that was not going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, the Chinese are crushing him. The, the British have let in a tremendous number of successful Hong Kongers. They've uh, loosened up their immigration policies or, or uh, executive order or something like that. I don't know how it works. Tally ho. They have a parliament. What's that? Uh, but I would love to see that. Let's get a big infusion of great, uh, you know, Chinese American brains in here. Sure, stick it to the Chinese. Put them to work in the intelligence services if they want to do that. Help us uh, form our bulwark against the communist Chinese. I remember when he was featured on sixty Minutes, and he was marching there with those students and everything like that. And he, you know, I thought, man, there's a brave patriot. There's an actual, you know, guy putting it on the line. I didn't yeah. realize he was actually putting it on the line to this extent. He may die in prison. Oh yeah, never be free again. He almost certainly will. He's yeah. too dangerous to let go. And and wow. what are the voters going to vote she out for doing that? How bad is the COVID here in the United States compared to other countries? We could take a little uh, fact check on that, among other things. They've begun jabbing. Line up. Armstrong and Getty.